Hello, parents. I'm glad you stopped by here for this podcast, Raising Daughters. And if you're the parent of a daughter, and if you would like to remain an influence in her life throughout the teen years and beyond, then you're in the right place. And I'm going to talk about a topic today that is really important for you to understand about your daughter and for her to understand about herself. But let me begin with a story. There was a man one day who had been traveling for several days and his food had run out and he was starving. So he sat down feeling kind of weak underneath this huge Bodhi tree. And he thought to himself, gosh, I wish I had a big feast of food right now. And poof, right in front of him was a table filled with every kind of dish that he loved to eat. And he couldn't believe it, but so he just sat there and started eating. And But after a while, he, he said to himself in his head, gosh, this is such a great feast, but it sure would be nice to have someone to share it with. And poof, a woman appeared and she sat down next to him and they sat and they talked and she was kind and she was sweet and she was smart and they were talking and eating. And the man thought to himself, gosh, with this food and this partner, it sure would be nice to have you know, like a place to cover us up in case it starts to rain and poof. They found themselves inside the dining hall of a huge mansion. And they enjoyed the, the space and they enjoyed the place and they were enjoying their food. And man thought, well, with, with this mansion and with the food and my new partner, it'd be kind of nice to have a servant to wait on us. And bam, a servant appeared and started serving them more food and more drinks. And then the man started getting a little bit anxious. He, so he started thinking to himself, how is this happening? Is this black magic or something? I mean, what's going on? And they thought, I wonder if there's a demon in this tree. And sure enough, bam, right above him in the tree was a demon. And the man thought to himself, oh my gosh, that demon is going to eat me. And sure enough, the demon ate him up. Our thoughts are powerful. With our thoughts, we create our world. And I want our daughters to understand the power of their thoughts because oftentimes they're not aware of what they're thinking. Everybody, not just teenage girls, but everybody is constantly building and telling a story about themselves inside their heads. And these are the stories that make us who we are. It's like we're building a library of thoughts and a library with feelings and beliefs. And there's different sections of this library for different parts of our life. There's a part for friends. There's a section for love. Uh, there's a section on closeness, for trust, success, abundance, what we deserve. And all those things we're in control of, although sometimes it doesn't feel like we are. Robert Kiyosaki had a really nice quote. He said, it's not what you say out of your mouth that determines your life. It's what you whisper to yourself that has the most power. And that is so true of girls, especially starting in about middle school and high school when their negative self-talk can very quickly take over. I wonder if you've ever wondered what your daughter is saying to herself about herself in her head. Sometimes it may uh, leak out. You may hear her saying negative things. You may hear her being down on herself. But sometimes it's, it's just in her head that she's saying those things. And do you worry when you hear her say those negative things about herself in her moments of frustration or anger? Do you worry about the effect on her? How much it's hurting her? There are a lot of reasons why girls, and especially adolescent girls, have a lot of negative self-talk. There's a variety of reasons, but that is not going to be the subject of this particular podcast. What I want to talk to today about a little bit more is, first of all, an awareness. Because awareness of that self-talk is a key. 
I, I teach girls in my counseling practice, in my retreats, my summer camps. I teach them how to notice when they're starting down the road of, of thinking negative thoughts, when they start to ruminate, i.e. chew on negative thoughts. And almost always girls ruminate worst case, not best case. And that can cause them to be more anxious, more depressed, more stressed, which then makes them feel worse again, which creates more negative self-talk, and then they get caught in this loop. Here's one of my favorite quotes. This one is by a woman named Gladys Edmonds. I tell this quote to girls all the time in my counseling practice. It goes like this. We cannot control the parade of negative thoughts marching through our minds, but we can choose which ones we'll give attention to. Picture your thoughts as people passing by the front of your home. Just because they're walking by doesn't mean you have to invite them in. Oh, I love that last part. Picture your thoughts as people passing by the front of your home. Just because they're walking by doesn't mean you have to invite them in. And that is so true. I tell girls all the time, you're oftentimes not in control of what pops into your head. Sometimes there's an obvious trigger. They see their ex-boyfriend in the hallway they see a picture of their friends on, on Snapchat or on, on uh, Instagram. A girl in the hallways at school rolls her eyes at them. Uh, they get a bad grade on a test paper. So sometimes there is an, uh, an, ex- an event, an experience, something that happens that's a definite trigger. But many times, oftentimes for girls, there is no particular trigger or an obvious one. The thought just pops in their head. And that they do not have control over many, many times. But I tell them, Once that thought does come into your mind, then that's when you can start taking control. There's an old saying that goes, you can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep it from building a nest there. Let me say that one again. You can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep it from building a nest there. So you can help your daughters learn to notice those thoughts when they're in their head. But notice in a different way, because oftentimes when they notice it, they get frustrated, they get mad at themselves, they get pissed, uh, they get more negative. Uh, Instead of that, I teach them to notice the thoughts without judgment, to not get frustrated, and to not give those thoughts energy. They also don't have to believe the thoughts. They've had those thoughts hundreds of times in their head, and and they always tell me, yeah, they eventually go away. I'll say to them, is this a new thought? And they'll say no. And I'll say, have you had that thought in your head hundreds of times? Yes. Okay, so then you probably have a better awareness of, I don't need to buy it. It's there. I'm not sure why sometimes, but it's okay. I'm just going to notice that it's there. I also tell girls when those thoughts are in your head, oftentimes some feelings come up around the thoughts. And I'll have them uh, figure out what those are. It might be sadness, frustration, uh, anxiety, hurt. I tell them to then then start to notice where in their body they feel that emotion. I hear things like, I feel a tightness in my chest. Or there's a feeling in my stomach. Or I get a headache. Or um, I feel a tightness in my throat. Or my heart starts to pound. Then I tell them, just focus for a moment on that part of your body. So if there's a tightness in your chest, just notice it. And again, don't get frustrated. Don't get pissed off. Just notice in a very kind of detached way. And you can even talk to them. They can talk to themselves by saying things like, oh, there's that feeling again. I got that tightness in my chest. I know what that's about. 
It just means I've probably got those thoughts in my head. It's okay. It's just feelings. They go away too. And once they spend a little time just sort of noticing the thoughts, I tell them, at that point, you can try and do something with them. Now, those thoughts are going to pass through them anyway, but they can do something to kind of help them along quicker. One example is I'll have them visualize themselves sitting on a hillside on a very sunny day with a bright blue sky, and there's one big white puffy cloud way off to the left. I have them in some way put those thoughts, or the thought, or the feelings, or both, into the cloud. And once they, they see those thoughts in the cloud, I tell them, now breathe really slow in and out, and every time they exhale, they notice the cloud gets pushed a little bit to the right. Then they breathe in really slow, they hold their breath, and they slowly exhale, and every time they exhale, the cloud gets blown a little bit more to the right. I tell them to keep going, just keep very slowly blowing the cloud across the sky, at some point, it'll pass in front of their, their vision, and then eventually it goes off to the right and then out of view. And then I have them open their eyes, and I always ask them, how are you feeling? And they always say things like, ah, relaxed or, or calm, much better, relieved. So they've got a tool that they can notice the thoughts, not give them energy, not buy it, not believe it, just notice. And then they've got a tool to let the thoughts pass through them kind of quickly. I remind them they're just thoughts. They're just words in your head. And you can get upset and ruminate and make mountains out of molehills, or you can do it different by being more mindful, like I just described. I also tell girls a story about uh, the two wolves uh, in their head. Many of you have probably heard this story before, but it bears repeating. And my version is there's a, there was a little girl one day who was getting all frustrated because she had all these negative thoughts in her head. And so she went to talk to her grandfather about it. He was a very wise man. And she said, Grandfather, I always had these very anxious, negative thoughts in my head, and I'm not sure what to do about it. And the grandfather said, you know what? I understand exactly what you're saying. I've got the same thing in my head, too. He says, it's like there's two wolves in my head. And one wolf is very dark and very negative and very pessimistic and very critical and dis discouraging. On the other hand, there's this really positive wolf in my head who is very positive and, and very calm and very encouraging, uh, very optimistic. And he said, those two wolves are always fighting to see who's going to win out. And the granddaughter said, well, grandfather, which wolf wins out? And the grandfather said, the wolf that wins is the one that I feed the most. The one that she, that she feeds the most. And that's, again, where your daughter can learn to have control. What is she focusing on? Can she focus on the positive wolf, which means more positive thoughts? Can she focus on things like gratitude, things she's thankful for in her life? Can she focus on things like the truth about her? For instance, I see a lot of really bright girls who get really worried and anxious about, about tests that are coming up. And they're worried about their grades. and They're worried about their report card at the end of the semester. So I'll ask them, in, the, in so far in your life, what has been your reality when it comes to your report cards? Not a paper or a quiz, but on the end of the semester grades. So I'll ask them, in your life so far, and if she's a 10th grader, it's her, it's her 10th year of school. I'll say, in, in those 10 years of school, how many Fs have you had in your report card? And they almost always look at me like, oh, you idiot. And they'll say, none. I'll say, how many Ds? None. How many Cs? 
Now they start looking a little sheepish and embarrassed. They'll say none. And I'll say, how many B's versus A's do you get in your report cards? And what a lot of them will say is, it's usually mostly A's with maybe one B sometimes. So that is the truth about them. The truth is that they do their normal amount of studying, use their normal strategies that they've always used. We know what the report cards are going to be like at the end of the semester. They can focus on, I, I've always done well. I know how to study, so I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to focus day by day on what can I do today towards that test coming up or doing that paper that's due in two weeks. So you can tell your daughter that story about the two wolves and then encourage them to focus on the positive wolf. Here's another great metaphor. I tell girls, if I gave you $86,400, I just count it out and put it in your hand, how'd you feel? And of course, they'd be ecstatic, right? Somebody just gave me $86,400 for doing nothing. And I'll say, great. Now, what if, what if one of your friends steals $10 of that? How would you feel? And what would you do? And they would say, usually, I, don't, I won't like it. I mean, that's really disrespectful. I say, right, but what would you do? And most girls would say, well, I'd probably just let it go because, yeah, it's, it's, it's rude that they did that, but I've still got $86,390 left. So it's not that big of a deal. So the metaphor is that there are 86,400 seconds in every day. And if someone gives you a look in the hallway at school or someone says a rude comment, if something happens that requires maybe 10 seconds worth of negativity or disrespect or whatever, you can focus on that all day and be frustrated and angry or sad or hurt and dwell on it and then go home from school and still be thinking about it and then text all your friends all night about how jerky that person was and then worry about going to school the next day. You can do all of that or you can say to yourself, you know what, I don't like it, but it's 10 seconds. I've got 86,000 390 seconds left in my day, so it's not that big a deal. I'm not going to let it be a big deal. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm not going to give that that um, experience any value, any value, any meaning, any meaning, excuse me. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to give my power away and let it be a big deal. I'm in charge of that. That's a great metaphor to teach your daughters. They are always... All of us are always in charge of how we frame all of our experiences, what we make of our events that happen to us. Even things like what's going on with the pandemic, with all the uncertainty and all the anxiety I'm seeing in girls in my counseling practice, I'm seeing more and more of it, especially in the last month or so. So they're not in charge of what's going on in the pandemic, but they are in charge of what they make of it. Bob Goff has, has a really nice quote that fits here. It goes like this, embrace the uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters of our lives won't have a title until much later. I love that. Embrace the uncertainty as opposed to what's happening all around us. Kids, teens, adults, is that people are freaked out by the uncertainty. They're anxious and worried and having a hard time. They're stressed out about the uncertainty with everything. Instead, you can talk to your daughters about embracing it. It's really critical that we teach our girls to become aware of their self-talk and to learn some tools to redirect it, to manage it, and probably most importantly, to prevent it. And that's why, that's why I create a new online parenting course. It's going to be launched in mid-October. I wanted to let you know about that briefly today. 
This new online course is called Parenting Girls, the challenges girls face today with their feelings and their friends and what they need. It's a deeper look into understanding girls' emotional life, the roller coaster of emotions that they're experiencing every day, and also the challenges they face with their friendships and their social life. There's one section in the course devoted to better understanding why girls develop negative self-talk, and I'll give you lots and lots of tools to be able to support your daughters to manage it and prevent it. So that's, that'll be launched in mid-October, so look for that. But today, as I end here, I want to offer you a free video. So right below where you clicked on to hear this podcast, there should be a little button uh, uh, that says the top five things your daughter won't tell you but wishes that you knew. That's a free video. You just have to you know, ch- check in on that, and I think you'll enjoy that. Five top things your daughter won't tell you but wishes that you knew. I hope you, you have a little bit better understanding now about negative self-talk in your daughters. I hope you have a few tools to give to her to help her become more aware and also to deal with it, to manage it, to cope with it. That's one of the things I see missing the most with women I work with in college is they're lacking coping skills. And what we've talked about in the last 17 minutes is some coping skills. So I hope that helps. I'm, I really appreciate you stopping by here. Please always feel free to pass these on to anybody you know who has a daughter. A lot of these thoughts also apply to boys, but I, I focus on girls. That, that's my work. That's my life's work. Um, so thanks for stopping by. I'll be back with a podcast in two weeks, a blog every other week. So next week there'll be a blog. Uh, look for that uh, little button thing at the end of this podcast so you can get that free video about uh, telling you, tell, uh, excuse me, about the five top things your daughter won't tell you but wishes that you knew. I will see you back here with a podcast in two weeks. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.